call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So I fell this week and my two friends, Kat and Sandy, helped me a lot. It was uh, an interesting adventure. Um, another moment of learning about yourself and what's going on in life and uh, an interesting trip to the ER, which was super entertaining. So Kat and Sandy and I talk about all of that in this episode. Thanks for coming back. Uh, go to wifeotp.com and I still have all those great links for my friend Natalie's jewelry, for my friend Christina's skincare um, and all kinds of stuff up there. So Thanks for coming back, and um, I'm sure I'll get lots of emails after this episode about how I'm doing. I'm doing great, so thank you very much for everybody's concern, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's super fun. Thanks for coming back. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. Why are we here today? Because you went to the emergency room. <laughs> because you took me? Yeah. Because you made me? Yeah, because we made you go, remember? Yes. She's like, I have too much to do today. I have to take the dogs to the vet. But she's texting us because she can't talk. talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for everybody listening and watching, I fell on Friday last week and really busted up my face. It was six in the morning. And I got up to let the cat out. And about more than halfway to the door, I just passed out. I just totally dropped and woke up. The impact of hitting my face woke me up. And I found that I had busted my chin here on the tip of my chin. And my chin was cut open just below my lower lip. It's a big gash and it was kind of hanging open. And my teeth had gone through my lips on the inside. My nose was bleeding. <laughs> My mouth was bleeding. My chin was bleeding. My other part of my chin was bleeding. And uh, my kids were home, but I didn't want to wake them up because I looked, I mean, it was a, a, like a murder scene. <laughs> so I just kind of handled it. I went in the bath. I, first thing I did was get ice. And then I went in the bathroom, in my kid's bathroom, and uh, noticed that my chin was like hanging open. So I put it back together. And like held the ice there and just kind of like was like, okay, 20 minutes on ice. And then and then let's see what's happening. Let's just 20 minutes on ice. We'll see what's happening. I spent actually 30 minutes on ice and then went back. And by then everything had stopped bleeding, but the, but the chin gash. 
So I thought, I'm just going to put this back together and stick a Band-Aid on it really tight and see if it stops bleeding. If it stops bleeding, I probably don't need stitches. It's not that deep. But if it doesn't stop bleeding, yeah, I'm probably going to have to have some stitches. But I got to meet my contractor in about an hour. <laughs> so, so I'm going to eat something really quick and then I make sure that I'm not hungry uh, because everything's swelling, even though I iced. And so I made scrambled eggs and I cut up an avocado and I shoved it in through the side of my mouth and ate. And then I got in the car, which was super smart, and drove to meet my contractor where I had my mask on so he couldn't see that, you know, I was a complete disaster. Um, I just texted him on my way there because I thought to myself, when I put my chin back together, I thought, it's probably not a good idea to talk because if I talk, it's going to break it open. So I'm going to try to keep it closed with that band-aid so it'll start like healing going back growing back together so i just texted my contractor and said i fell this morning i banged up my mouth it's really hard to talk so i'm just going to text you while i'm meeting with you so i go through the house and go through all this stuff is a 40 minute meeting i'm texting him through the meeting because i don't want to talk i get home the inside of my mask is bloody is it blood through my band-aid so i put another band-aid on and then I text you guys for Drop Squad and I say, just so you know, I passed out this morning while walking. No, you didn't say. You said you fell. Oh, I thought you, I said I passed out. You said, no, you said fell. you fell. Yeah. So mm. I was like, okay, well, you fell. You hit your head and blah, blah, blah. But you, you're going to still work out. So yeah. we're like, how did you fell? Did you, I'm thinking you tripped. Yeah. So, but then <laughs> that wasn't the case. Go on. No, I didn't trip. Mm. Um, but I thought I kept... It's not like I didn't assess myself throughout this morning. I kept going. I'm not dizzy. I wasn't dizzy when I passed out. I wasn't dizzy afterwards. I had no nausea. I, I had no weakness, no shortness of breath. I had no symptoms. Like there was no reason. You know, I've passed out. When I was pregnant with Georgia, I passed out like eight times. And so I know what it feels like when you're going to pass out. You have like this moment of you feel really lightheaded and everything's kind of cloudy. And I mean, I used to, with her, I would say to someone, I'm about to pass out. So I'm going to lay down. Everything's totally fine. I'm just pregnant. And then I'll be fine when I'm back. And I would do that. I would lay down. It happened one time in my parking garage where I was showing a person the apartment. I was trying to rent them in the garage. And I was like, excuse me, I'm just going to lay down in this parking spot and pass out. But I'm totally fine. This is, but that was 16 years ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> I you was were pregnant a little with Georgia. I was pregnant with Georgia. Yeah, it happened constantly in my pregnancy with her. So whatever happened that made me fall wasn't anything like that. So I had no symptoms before or after. So I was like, well, I'll just work out and see if the chin stops bleeding. I was just worried about the chin and getting stitches. Um, do I need stitches? And am I really going to go to the emergency room in the middle of COVID? You know, no, is what I kept saying. No, I'll just butterfly it together and and I'll be okay. It's the, why would I go to a nursery room in the middle of COVID? That's crazy. So I worked out and I, I did yeah. a pretty good so job. So when you text us, it was a few <laughs> minutes before we started to work out. You said you fell, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm going to call you right now. You're like, no, I can't talk. Yeah, yeah. So then I text you and then you said, I said, how did you fell? And you said, I passed out. I'm like, you mean you tripped and you fell and you passed out? And she's like, no, I passed out. Right. And then this is what happened. And I said, okay, I'm going to do the talking for you for Mikkel. And then I'm thinking, okay, she passed out. That's pretty serious. <laughs> it's like, why did she pass out? And then she fucking worked out the entire time. And it was, Mikkel was just like, 
eh, 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 and like like he, he didn't even read your text. No, I know he didn't but even read my text. Him. We, yeah. we made him. Yes, he didn't read my text. But it didn't matter. It no. didn't matter. He just did the same kind of workout, right? Did we jump that day? Maybe we didn't no, jump didn't, as much. No, we didn't jump. We did one thing we did, and he asked me if it hurt, and we stopped. I don't remember what Yeah, it was. we didn't do it. It was a little bit easier on us, but um, yeah, I mean, I can't believe you worked out. I can't believe your resourcefulness that you iced it and then you sort of, you know, stitched it together with a bandage and you I'm just not going to talk and... If that was me, I'd be like, darling, night. it would be drama. I, I, I mean, so much drama. I passed out once on a plane and it, I was like, you know, what's her name from Gone with the Wind? It was like, oh, <laughs> Scarlet. And I was like, Scarlet O'Hara. And I think, I think it was really because I realized I was in coach and not first class. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just... You know, and there was like, you know, the oxygen mask and it was, oh, but you know, I, I was fine. I just, I pass out sometimes, but. Did I'm you end like up you. in first class? No, I just like gave me an Damn oxygen it. mask. And, but I, I wouldn't be like you, like ice bandaid. Oh, you know, well, you talked about your dad that just super glued yeah. his injuries back together. Do you remember my dad was here and he'd super glued his uh -huh. head together? My dad uh, had a, an RV literal rv <laughs> fell on his head Crazy. and it cut like a half moon shape like uh like the size of a golf ball half moon shape maybe a little bigger in the top of his head and he just super glued it back together he left a little weep hole so that it could drain and called God. it a day but Crazy. you know he shattered his thumb with like an air hammer and then it waited a week to go to the hospital or the doctor and the doctor was like it's already started to grow back improperly Nothing I can do about it. So he built like this harness that pulled his thumb back and built himself a prosthetic thumb and a glove so he could continue to work. And and healed his thumb and he has like 90% movement in his thumb. His did it all by himself. I mean, we when you say you're from the kind of family where you don't go to the hospital unless there's like a limb falling off, that's how I grew up. You just don't go. And I kept and I'm always alone. You know, I'm never with somebody. I did I have to say when I woke up, I thought I should call Sandy. And then I went, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? She's going to come over here and she's going to panic and it's going to make me panic. So I'm not calling Sandy. And then I thought I should call Kathy because she's an EMT. And then I went, what, what is she going to do? Drive all the way over here from where she lives 30 minutes to get here. There's nothing anybody can do. I did what anybody can do. Well, I put it back probably together. probably take you to the emergency, emergency room. And I wouldn't have gotten my workout in. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But it's yeah. interesting, yeah. as we were talking about earlier, it's the lead up to that, like the passing out and, you know, the constant working and doing and doing for everybody else. Yes. And then suddenly, like, some force will come and, like, just, throw you down you break your face and you're like oh <laughs> yes. shit maybe i need to slow down for a minute that's exactly right i think that is what happened um um when <laughs> i was you tell, did you tell her what, what? lately said what oh, did yeah. lately say lately thinks the spirit pushed you <laughs> <laughs> she's like you know what happened right you she doesn't like, have to go to the she hospital. was pushed i was oh like okay God. i'm pretty sure she was alone in the kids priscilla was laying in the floor her ghost <laughs> and i just tripped over priscilla no, oh, the first thing she thing. said that when I told her that Leanne fell, she said, didn't her uh, Gigi, your mother-in-law, fell too? 
Yeah, she did fall so, in the house. Yeah, she yeah. thinks there's a, someone, someone pushing, pushing people. Oh, she said, was well, it the same spot? I'm like, oh, no, I, I don't know. No, Gigi was in the backyard. She fell before we remodeled our house. We had that back door that had the steps mm-hmm. to the, our laundry room. And she tripped on one of the steps and hit her eye oh, on another geez. cement step. That but that like... spot doesn't exist anymore. It's under my bedroom. Well, the so ghost is probably mad. The so. ghost is, yeah, right? Maybe. Maybe the ghost. Uh, well, she just pushed me. Everything is. Yeah, she's, she's a bit like that. Yeah. She's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her. Uh, it is an interesting, in looking back on this whole experience, right? I still have two sides of my coin. One side of my coin goes, yes, it was absolutely right to go to the doctor. I should have gone to the doctor. I can't believe I didn't think passing out was a big deal and that I needed stitches was a big deal. And I can't believe I even considered not going. And then there's the other side of my coin that goes, see, nothing's wrong. You knew it. You didn't need to go. See, that was all a waste of time. I still have that stubborn piece of my brain that goes, you were right. You didn't need to go. See, you were fine to work out. You totally knew what was going on. But I am glad I went because there is literally nothing wrong with me. I mean, they did MRI on my brain. They ultrasound my neck, arteries and veins, my heart, my stomach, my rib cage. And the, I, I, they did like eight blood panels. There's, and the guy came in and was like, you are an extremely healthy person. So we're just kind of ruling things out here. I mean, at first they were like, it could have been a stroke. But it's not. The MRI is like, no, your brain's really healthy. Could it be brain tumor? Nope. Brain's really healthy. So I'm glad, but that stubborn blue collar daddy glues his head back goes, see, I could have just super glued my chin myself because you know what they did in the emergency room? They super glued my chin. Yeah. So. But I think it's that small, like 0.1% that you just don't know. Yes, true. Because if you go around thinking, I know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, then, you know, as we get older, that's going to come and bite you in the ass. Of course. I hate going to the doctor. I never go to the doctor. I'm pretty healthy. But, you know, if I don't feel good, I like to know for sure that there's nothing really wrong. Totally, yeah. I go to the doctor, too. I get physicals every year. I'm not one to not go to the doctor. I just really didn't think I needed it. It was so silly. Well, now that I look at it, I go, that was really silly. If it had happened to either of you, I would have been like, we should go get you checked out. But it's also an indicator of what you said before is that I was on a train, not taking care of myself right. and just moving to the next thing on my list. You know, when I was in the ER, when we finally, we'll talk about the ER waiting room <laughs> drama, in just yeah. a moment, which was a uh, super, which is really the main reason for this podcast because it was very entertaining. But when I was sitting in that bed in the hallway, in the hallway, in the hallway, in the, yeah, hallway, in the overflow, in the hallway, they were walking me back and they went, so this is the overflow area. And I thought, wow, it's really busy. And that's <laughs> really, I'm in the hallway. Um, right next to where they push the button to open the door. (laughs) So I was thinking to myself, I I was speaking to my higher self going, what is this? Is this, is this my brain? And the first thing that came into my head was exhaustion. And I went, no, 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 no. Is this like cancer? Exhaustion. No, it can't be that. Is this something with my heart? Exhaustion. It was like my brain was answering before I could even finish the question to myself. 
And I went, I guess this is exhaustion because I'm, I'm really good at talking to my higher self and listening. Although I hadn't been listening lately about needing rest. But I think finally spirit pushed me <laughs> lately. Thank you. And said, will you please listen to me? You're exhausted. And then when I was sitting in the hospital, I started thinking about when was the last time I remember not being overwhelmed? And I came up with September. <laughs> it's August. It's August. Well, it was like 11 months ago, a year ago, basically. It was September was the last time I remember not feeling overwhelmed. And where were you? On vacation, maybe? No, I was here at home and, and things were just kind of just clicking along. Nothing major going on, but. October started a Netflix special, which went into November, and we bought the house, and then the holidays, and then this pandemic Netflix series that we were doing, and then uh, the pandemic, and the tour, and then the not tour, and then remodeling two houses, and teaching a 16-year-old to drive, and teaching eighth grade from March to June, and, um, you know, my dog died. I got a new puppy. Two. Uh, shit two exploded. Two new puppies. Two. Yes, two new Two new puppies, yes. I got Izzy in September. Yeah. So maybe it was when Izzy came, it started. I mean, I, shit exploded out of an RV all over me. <laughs> That's pretty stressful. Um, I didn't even tell you that. <laughs> no, I think you did, actually. I think so I just bad. blocked it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you so mentioned bad. it. But it was traumatizing, I have I'd to say. I traumatized. It wasn't my shit. It was no, nobody's <laughs> shit I knew. If it had been Sandy's shit, I would be less traumatized. But sure. it was a stranger's shit. <laughs> And I basically saw their menu. It was so disgusting. Oh. It was disgusting. I don't even want to relive that. Oh. I mean, I... God, the end. So that was very stressful. <laughs> In COVID. In COVID, yes. And I had no gloves on. Was uh, I even Mary wearing a mask? I don't think so. No, you were not. No, oh, not Mary. <laughs> no, that is like... No, and the best part was Bert was right next to her. <laughs> doing like that. Oh. <laughs> Gagging. <laughs> gagging. Like gagging, gagging so bad. And the thing is, he didn't touch any of Anything. it. I was like, it was I'm the like one. gagging. And I'm just laughing and <laughs> gagging at the same time. And there's shit. And she was so calm. Like, I was oh just like, just, I'm going to deal with this shit. It's like, no, I'm dealing wonder. with this Again, let's just get to the next, next moment. Mo I just need to get to the next moment. Yeah, like, I got to meet to the, the next contractor. Moment. Let me just clean this shit up Shut and up. go meet the contractor. Exactly. Let's get to the next moment. I think that's the way I have always been. Just it's get to the next moment. a coping mechanism. It is. It is a coping mechanism. But it's not working right now. It's not working right now, for sure. It's, I mean, I'm sure it does work. It's gotten you pretty far and your life's pretty yes. great. But, yes. you know, there are moments where you just need to take time for yourself, which yes. it, I don't think you ever do. Not really, no. No. We went away right before the resurgence of covid and, and went wine tasting for Kathy's birthday. But I even thought oh, to myself, right. yeah, that's right. I drove. I never, I always offer to drive. Why do I do that? I'm always the one that goes, I'll drive. I'm always the one that goes, I can pick that up. Oh, who can drive the RV? I can. Was that stressful? Yes. That <laughs> RV was hard Especially to drive. Especially with Bert yelling, Leanne, you got to tip over. Leanne, you're too fast. It's so fucking hot in this RV. 45 Ooh, miles has, per the hour. The refrigerator is falling. 
Oh, I can't do that. Oh, no, I, I, no. I was stressing. Too much pain. I mean, so- in the back with him sweating, all of us, right? <laughs> and I'm drinking like three beers with him and still like, I mean, the can't feel any refrigerators. I had like, to ride. Yeah, you need to slow down. And then I'm like, she's only driving 40 miles I was per going, hour. I was going the speed limit. I was like, listen. I'm not comfortable driving faster than the speed limit. So I'm driving the speed limit or less all the time. And you had all four kids with you. Oh, yeah. All four kids with us. No, the big kid is Bert. Yeah. The refrigerator's falling on somebody. I know it. I mean, the whole time Tom was driving from our cabin to the Grand Canyon, I had to to stand and hold the fridge in place. Was it loose? (laughs) Yes, it was loose. But Bert's not going to stand and hold the fridge in place. He's 240 pounds. I think he would be much better to hold the fridge in place. He weighs than more me. than the fridge. Exactly. Than the RV fridge. My foot was. I was doing this and drinking, <laughs> drinking beer. a beer. She yes. was sitting on the couch and holding it. So, yeah. Yeah, that trip sounded really stressful, actually. Yes, it was. It was a, a bit stressful. It was really fun. But there was a lot of drama we will not discuss that was discussed ad nauseum constantly. Yes, I, that I was, heard about the, Well, you told me and then you told me. Oh, my God. I know God. about that drama. That, it was, but yeah, that's not for this. But And no. then um, my husband, you know, was constant activities. Like the itinerary was wake up, 8 o'clock, <laughs> breakfast. Okay, jet, two jet skis. We got a, a boat and then we're going to do tubing. We're going to do wake surfing. We're going to do this and that. And that's two o'clock and we'll take a break. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to go. Lunch on the boat. boat. Lunch on the boat. And then jet ski back. <laughs> we return the jet ski and then we continue on with the boat. And then we do more surfing. I mean, we're just yeah, like, that's your husband. That, that's next day. Same thing. Okay. Today I got a faster boat. <laughs> no jet skis. I'm like, thank fucking God. Because we can't even relax on the boat. No, because I have to drive. Here's another piece. Tom is tier one, right? He is he is boatman number one. He's captain, I'm co-captain. So he's captain, I'm co-captain. So somebody has to deal with the wave runners while he's dealing with the pontoon boat. So I'm wave runner captain while he is boat captain. So neither Tom nor I rested ever, which I think Tom actually really enjoys. And I enjoyed 80%. Maybe 70%. But okay, there's like 50%. 30% of me was like, I want to be on the fucking pontoon boat. I never even got to ride on it. Oh, you because never I did, did, right? I never rode on the pontoon oh, that's boat. That's right. Because I, I had to stay on one jet ski because Georgia was the only other person. Sandy wasn't comfortable on a jet ski. Bert didn't want to ride a jet ski because he's uncomfortable with the, because he's too fat. So it's me <laughs> and Georgia riding the jet skis. And my jet skis wasn't working. This in Havasu, they have all this like seaweed. So jet ski works by sucking water through a jet. Uh, it just was like, sucking it. up the seaweed. So we kept having to get off and pulling the like reaching all the way under the jet ski and unclogging oh the God, jet. It's like a theme. <laughs> oh my God. It's so the whole day we have the shit, the seaweed. The shit, I mean, two seaweed. jet skis and we have to attend to it and then we park it and we have lunch and then we always have to, then we have to take it back. Then Leanne and I took it back with Isla. You got to, that's yes. really crazy. I didn't, crazy. I forgot to tell you this. So, so we had to take the jet ski back and we're waiting and waiting a nine and then finally they wave us in. So they said, okay, it's your turn. So we got out 
And then we returned to jet ski and they're like, okay. And there was a family before us and there was a family of seven. It was six. Six or seven, right? And then um, they said they're going to go in the van. And we were all like, we're all going in the van? COVID? It's a 10-person van. Yeah. Six fam, six person family and a driver. That's seven. Me, Sandy, Isla is ten. And okay. we're like, no. And we're like, no. We're not comfortable with this. And I said, can you radio in and uh, and tell my husband that because he was returning the boat to meet us back here. He can pick us here. You don't have to drive us back to the the office. And then the guy radio. He's like, okay, I got the people here, but they don't want to get on the van with. Well, the family yeah. of six was an African-American family. And I thought to myself, no, this, this guy this... is going to think I'm a racist. Right. And I don't want to ride in the van yeah. with his family. Yeah, It's COVID. No yeah. one has a mask. Yeah. No, but we just got off a wave runner. I don't yeah. have a mask. Right, right. And I thought, I'm going to tell him that. And I guarantee you, he's going to think I'm, I'm being racist. So I'm thinking, no. I look at Sandy and she says, no. And we say, no. And he radios back. Yeah, um, could you tell this lady's husband to come pick her up at the boat ramp? They don't want to get in the van with the, <laughs> with the, and I went, that's not why we want to get in the van. It's COVID. We don't want to get in this van because it's too many, too many people. people. It's like, you fucking asshole. And moron. But what, what an, an asshole. asshole. Yes. To make people feel uncomfortable. Not just the family, but you too. Well, I don't think the family heard what he was saying, but I knew it. We were in the water and I watched the two (sighs) young boys pull the wave runners up on the, on the, it was a four jet ski trailer. So I I saw the two young men park theirs on the trailer and I thought they're going to put all of us in that They must have been the only African-American family there for sure because that's a very white. Mm -hmm. And you were probably the only Asians, right? Yes. A hundred percent. I was was sticking next to them really tight. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. And we were very aware. Yeah. Bert Bert was like, yeah, if shit goes down here, (laughs) uh, this is going to be bad. Just stick with me. Oh because, my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that those kind of places are not my cup of tea because I'm not completely white myself, but yeah. Well, good, good on that African-American family to go out there and boat and have fun and not feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It was one of the young men's birthday. It was his mm-hmm. birthday. That's what he wanted to do. was ride wave him, runners. Yeah. Heck to the yeah, yeah. do whatever you want. But yeah. I was so angry that that guy... <sighs> Jackass. Just he just thought that. That's yeah. what it yeah. So it wasn't yeah. a relaxing trip. No. That was not a relaxing trip. And then the trip. shit no. spewed the next day. And yeah. Then yeah. We we and had then, a great time at the at the cowboy ranch, except that cowboy Dave was, was I heard about that the girls thought he was creepy. Yes. He was creepy. He did not wear a mask and he was singing and all it, over us. Uh, yes, and then yeah, he was creepy. singing about minors. Like <laughs> but I don't know what kind of minors <laughs> have Kylie thought. Not, not the ones in the coal mine. Like, <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's what she was like. Ew creep <laughs> yes he was a little he was very nice but he was what? very too odd nice? oh dude he was very odd yeah that sounded like a trip that was eventful. and it was 150 degrees it was yeah, how no, hot was it like 110 so hot. it was so hot it was so hot <laughs> Bert, Bert, the one thing Bert did was cook right he didn't do fuck all other than cook the one thing he should do 
It just got cooked. It's yeah, cooked. that's one thing. That's he when he's did. in his element. Yes. Yeah. But boy, was he sweating? I <laughs> oh mean, my God. It was like, and I kept thinking, "There's don't need to salt our food. Oh, it's no. probably all over the food. Oh my God. But, yeah, he was, he cooked uh, every night. Um, but uh, yeah, that's he, he enjoyed. So that was your vacation. Yes. And it actually was really fun. I don't want anybody to think it wasn't fun. I had a blast. And other than Priscilla getting sick the last day, Mm. I thought it was a blast. Our kids had a blast, but it was not without a great deal of effort. Yeah. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, Well, both your husbands are kind of, you know, high maintenance. In their own way. Yeah. Like Tom will do anything for you, everything for you, but, but it is active. Oh, it yeah. is not relaxing. No. And Bert's not going to lift a finger. He's going to go, oh, like who put po- the cooler on the boat? Hey, Tom, you got some beer for me? You going to put the cooler? You got some ice for me, Tom? And Tom does it. And I'm yeah. like, Tom, what the fuck? And then I lost his cup and then Tom gets him a new cup. Uh, Tom like- treats him like he wishes I would. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you're not far behind, Tom. You do a lot for him. I do do a lot for Bert. I spoil him for sure. He's very spoiled. I don't know that I spoil him, but he's very spoiled. Makes sense? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think you, you know, you both do a lot for your husbands, but that's coming from a single woman. So, oh, I don't do anything for anyone except me. So <laughs> I'm not likely to faint and bust my head open because uh, I'm not running around in six different directions with two kids and husband and Dogs, dogs. Three. I mean, when three you dogs. fell, mm-hmm. I knew. I'm like, okay, I have to take Leanne to the hospital because you've got two kids, two dogs, online school. You've got two kids, three dogs, cat, chickens, online school. I mean, it, I, I, all the other women you know, they're all mums in the same situation. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm the one. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, it's fine. I don't mind. I mean, you know, but what that was surreal. It was crazy. Let's just say Kat and I created a memory. (laughs) (laughs) But how did you guys move around that place? It was so many people when we went at nine o'clock. It was packed. There was no standing room only. When we got there, I mean, we were there for seven hours. It was crazy. When we got there, it it wasn't so packed. Um, but it was just, I was telling, um, Isla and Georgia, there was a couple that came in, a wife in a wheelchair being pushed by the husband. And this was like, she was in so much pain. She was (laughs) sobbing. We were all like, oh my God. Well, I was like, someone get a doctor. Yeah. Take her in. Take her in. Come on. We're fine. We're fine. We'll wait seven hours. And it was just crazy. And then there was the woman that hadn't pooed in four days. Yes. Like, get out of town. Go get some x Yeah, right? Wasting, you know, time and money. Yes. And then people with mental health problems. Then when you went in, when you finally, they, you went in, it, the thing was so packed that I was just giving up the seat because people right. were like, you know, really in bad, dire shape and I couldn't. <laughs> You know, babies. I'm like, oh, you want my seat? You want my seat? And um, but when we came back, and you went in to see Leanne, I'm like, I'm gonna wait outside because I didn't want to 
be inside. So the waiting room had spilled out into the parking oh area, into the valet area because it was so packed. Wow. And there was a guy sitting on, you know, everyone's keeping social distance and the three benches. And I was just standing there because there was no place to sit. And there was a guy sitting on a bench who just, he did a Leanne. He just <laughs> fell off the bench <laughs> and he hit his face. Oh, like no. right into the concrete. Yeah. And these girls went, you know, I was like, COVID, sh- I shouldn't, well, uh, I, I don't want to go too near. So these girls ran over and they turned him over and he started having a seizure. Oh my God. And of course me, I'm like, oh my God. I go running in and I'm like, seizure, seizure, seizure. <laughs> oh my God, code red, code red, seizure. And there's people come out in their scrubs and they're like walking over there. Like they're sort of going to get, a coffee cup of coffee on a hot day oh my god i was like oh my god oh my god and they just you know like pick him up put him in a wheelchair and just sort of roll him inside and it was crazy it was crazy there was one point where there's this lady in a wheelchair by the bathroom and she starts going I'm having a mental health episode. <laughs> security, security. I'm having a mental health episode. And we were, Kat and I were like, what's going on? So security comes from outside and he goes, what is your, what is your issue, ma'am? And she goes, no one is wearing masks. Every person had a mask oh, on. Oh yeah. Every person. And he looks around and he goes, well, can you tell him, point out a specific person that's not wearing their mask? And she goes, they keep exposing their nose. They keep exposing. I'm having a mental health episode. And oh I was like, God. you certainly are. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, may be soon as well. It, it was and like we were both starving. Of course, Leanne couldn't eat because she's like, you yeah. know, teeth through the lip. And so I'm like, I got, I got to go across the street to get some food. And I go over there and they're like, ma'am, you know, what are you doing in this building? I'm like, I'm looking for food. And they're like, oh, it's closed. You got to walk to Third Street. That's when I texted you. I was in the liquor store and I'm, you know, I'm 25 years sober next month. I was just looking at the red wine. Like, oh God, not a bad idea today. Right now. Instead, I had a protein cookie that tasted like, you know, chemicals and plastic. But that was crazy. It was crazy. There was a guy who probably weighed 300 pounds, who had both <laughs> both feet bandaged. Like oh bandaged God. like it looked like a cartoon. It, yeah, they were like, he uh, had his feet was swollen. I mean, he was obviously really unhealthy. He was sitting there drinking a Pepsi or a Coke. In like in one sitting, he drank the whole, like whatever, big soda. And he was talking oh. to himself quite a bit. And then the one lady across from us was like, I've got blood clots oh, in yeah. my leg. Oh, yeah. She said that when we, we pulled up the parking lot, she was leaving the emergency yeah. room. Uh, and was her Kat, And Kat is like, oh, she has she had blood clots. <laughs> She's just leaving now. And I'm like, she knows everyone. <laughs> well, remember the guy in the wheelchair and the doctor comes out and goes, so your prostate is infected. And we were all the way across the wheelchair. Yeah. I was like, that's private information. And the, this guy on the phone, so uh, Lenny's uh, liver is failing. You might want to get over here. I was like, oh, my God. God, his prostate shot. I was like, oh my God, Lenny's dying. <laughs> this guy's prostate's infected. She's having a mental health episode. This guy's drinking Pepsi in one shot. Clearly something's wrong with his feet. This woman's writhing. I was diagnosing her. I was like, she definitely has kidney oh stones, 100%. God. And then the lady that didn't poop. So when you go in the emergency room, they take you in the back and take your vitals and say, hey, what's going on, right? So I was doing that and they just have Two people in one room curtained off. 
So she was on the other side of the curtain and they were doing an EKG on me. So it was quiet where I was. And this guy brings her in and I can't see her. But he goes, so what's going on? She goes, first of all, I have a lot of met of medical professionals in my family. Oh, so I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. And I was like, okay, this is a career Aww. emergency room person right there. <laughs> so she goes, how long is this wait happening? I mean, how long am I expected to sit here? What's this turnaround like? And he was like, I need to know what your condition is, why you are here. What are your symptoms? And she goes, well, I haven't gone, I haven't uh, had a bowel movement in four days. And he goes, okay. Because you're full of shit. You're so full of shit. <laughs> Literally. He goes, okay. Any other symptoms happening? <laughs> she goes, well, I have celiac disease. So I'm concerned that I'm you know, like compacted or impacted and there's causing some kind of inflammation in my body because of celiac. So I needed to come and have it checked out urgently. And he goes, okay. Any other symptoms? No, no other symptoms. But then she started rattling off these other questions. And I think my EKG woman came in. I didn't hear it. But I got a glimpse that she was, uh, she had a hat on, a certain hat. So I saw her come back out and I leaned over to Kat and I go, that woman hasn't shit in four days. <laughs> That's why she's here. No emergency room situation. How about a fleet enema? How about trying an enema? That'll How about take care drinking of you? some water? She looked like she could use a little bit of water. Maybe some fruit, fiber. God, people she, are so unhealthy. It was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. So when I was in the overflow hallway, <laughs> there was a nurse walking by who was clearly finished with her shift with another nurse. They had their little lunch boxes, and I think I was by the exit door. And she goes, crazy in there there's a hundred people in the er i've only ever seen 60 as the most it's crazy and i thought wow what is going on because the covid patients are going to a totally different play part of of the hospital yeah, yeah. so our the emergency room i was in were is like a regular functioning non-covid as if there's nothing else yeah. going on in the world emergency room yeah and i thought what in the world is happening in the universe is like Mercury in retrograde. What's yeah. going on? You know, it's been really weird because I was at my AA meeting last night and I just feel like there's been some really weird energy lately. I just finished that movie and, you know, it, it was it was a nice experience. Everyone was really nice. No one got sick, thank God. And it was the only movie shooting in L.A., but there was just a really weird energy. Like, huh. I, I think, I don't know, everyone has just got this pent up anxiety because of the pandemic, but the energy is really, have you noticed it? There's been like a weird edge the last couple of weeks. I've been feeling a bit off, definitely. Mm. Well, the heat is not helping. Yeah. Well, the heat's not helping, but I feel like it's a, a bit of toxic, toxicity out mm. there. Mm. I feel like people are just, angry maybe mm -hmm. i don't know i mean yeah, yeah of course people could, are angry yeah. because this has been going on for how long now and there's so much like every day you know it's like oh you know this is 180,000 dead people and it's like crazy and yeah it impacts every part of your life and it's like oh my god what i'm like do i move back to england and i'm like no it's just as bad it's it's a really crazy time it is crazy and you know it affects every aspect of your life for most people it's highly affected your finances your yeah. stability your social network um so your mental health in some way because like it or not we're social beings yeah 
So if you don't have uh, any kind of freedom in, in your social network, that affects you. At, your kids are home. People are working from home. You know, Kathy is like, I spend my entire day in the kitchen Ugh. because Stephen is in the bedroom at our desk. My kids are in their room and and or they're in the living room uh, working. So I just stay in my kitchen all day. And at a certain point, I'm like, I got to get out of my house. But where can I go? You can't go anywhere. Is she working from the kitchen? <laughs> She's baking constantly just oh. to have something to do. Yeah. Because she's stuck in the kitchen. I mean, she has like a, a dining room table and somewhere to sit in her kitchen, but she has like an Eden area. But I was like, yeah, I didn't think about it. Her husband usually gets up and is out of the house by 530 in the morning and she has her room and a little more freedom and he's on conference calls. Everything's a Zoom meeting. So she has to be quiet. She can't, you know, Ugh, not that she's I a get it. crazy I mean, loud. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a lunch lady. Yeah, I know. You guys, I don't know how I mean, you do they, it. they text me. Now the girls can't um, leave their 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 their, zoo, their meet their class. They have to have the camera on all the time. So they're texting me like, hey, my toilet is not flushing. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, my AC, <laughs> can you turn it lower? Because it's really hot. And I'm like, I am the lunch lady. I'm not the janitor. <laughs> Your dad could be the janitor. Can you text him? Right. He's like, oh, he's on the call. Fucking amen. I'm like, lunch lady, janitor. Um, I mean, I think for you guys, it must get to the point where, you know, it sometimes, I do you feel like it's a bit thankless sometimes? A hundred percent. For me, that, yeah. Yeah, that's hard. It is. Um, I definitely feel that one of my children totally takes me for granted. hundred percent. Um, is it that child's age though? It's not the child as a person. No, I think it's been who she's been pretty much her entire life. Mm, interesting. Um, the other one doesn't, but, um, you have a similar situation. Yeah. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, I go. You do. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really? I don't deserve that at all. I don't deserve to be spoken to that way. I don't deserve to be not thought of in that way. To the point where, you know, tomorrow's my 50th birthday. I had said to Bert, I know she's not going to get me a gift because I don't remember the last time she's gotten me a birthday gift. And that's going to really hurt my feelings. Aww. So I'm going to need you to make her buy me a gift. And I know that I'm telling you to make her do that. But but I need it. Yeah. So can yeah. you make her buy me a gift? Yeah. And she actually loved it. But she's not ever going to go, you know, it's, it's mom's birthday coming up. The other one has had a gift for me for a week. Aww. You know, so you go, that's how you'd like to be thought of. Not even for a special birthday. In general, it's my birthday. I do a lot for my kids. Yeah. It would be nice to have that kid, especially that kid, buy me a gift, you know. Um, but you let your kid know when she's being like that. Oh, oh I let yeah. my kid know too. Yeah. Oh, she knows. <laughs> I tell her. And I don't know if she doesn't care or if it doesn't register or if it doesn't stick or if it's just not her personality or if it's just not her wheelhouse. I really don't know because I've been letting her know for a long time. So, it's, yeah, I think I was a bit like that with my mom. Now that I think back, I feel like I was a bit of an asshole, but it wasn't that I didn't love my mom or like my mom. I just wasn't in that headspace. I, I suppose I'm just a selfish person. And as you get older, you know, you kind of realize that you want to change and be a better person. But at that time when I was that age, 
forget about it. Right. You're like, that's her job to yeah. be a mom. That's her job. Mm-hmm. Your job, to do your choice. choice. Yeah. I, mean, you know, yes. like, I didn't like, ask for this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard. Um, I, in a, in a certain, I'm not glad that this accident happened. I don't think I'm finished with what's wrong. I'm really worried that my teeth are going to need a root canal because my tooth, this front tooth is really tender. But I am not going to the doctor until my mouth is healed because I cannot imagine Oh, you imagine can go back to the emergency room. <laughs> no. We're never going to that emergency no. room again. You know, what's so funny is you're texting me going, you need to go to the emergency room. You're texting me going, you need to go to the emergency room. I hadn't told Bert this had happened because I didn't want to wake him up. Because what can he do? He's just going, this is what I thought. He's just going to drive me crazy. I got to meet with a contractor. And I got to work out. I'll tell him when I'm done working out. That's literally what I said. Because what he's, he's going to psycho call me. Mm-hmm. Constantly worried. And I don't want to deal with that. That's me having to take care of him. I need to take care of myself. So what I need is to butterfly my chin back together, have a <laughs> meeting and work out. And then I can handle Bert's emotions. That's how. But see, that's part of my childhood. Is that I put myself on the back burner and manage things. So I could see how I could better manage my mom. Right. So I can't just say, hey, here's what's happening. Like I broke my ribs when I was about eight and I didn't tell my mom for a week because I, first of all, I didn't want her to know because I didn't want to be weak in front of her. I didn't want her to have a, a like a. A lesser um, opinion of you? No, a leg up on me. Oh. I wanted to have to be stronger than me or me be in pain and be vulnerable. That was very scary for me with her. So I didn't tell her for a week. I actually never told her. She just caught me crying and was like, what's going on? And I told her. I had a big bruise. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. And she took me to the doctor and the doctor was like, yeah, it's already started healing improperly. Didn't I just say that about my dad's thumb? You did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so but she was like there's nothing we can do except break it again and i was like pass it was so painful but i just i had to i had to manage myself before i could let anybody help me or or if i needed to care for anybody my dad was very similar too i love my dad i have a great relationship with my dad but if anything was wrong i had to almost handle it first before i brought it to him because he has always been very fragile very, very fragile person. So I would have to figure out my solution. Like, here's what happened, and here's what I've done to fix it. I just need you to know it's happened kind of thing. Instead of, hey, I've busted my face open, and I need some help. There was never that place for me as a child. And maybe that's part of my personality, what we were talking about before. Maybe that's who I was anyway, or maybe it was how I coped. Uh, with who I had as parents because I had one parent that was very fragile and the other one that was completely unsafe. So there was nowhere for me to go with anything like an injury. I mean, I used to get sick and not tell anybody. Like I got salmonella (laughs) when I was in college and I was living close to my dad's. So I was so sick. I went to his house. He literally put me in my room and closed the door. Never checked on me. Never brought me water, never brought me soup, never, never. He was like, Leanne's sick. I don't know. That was, so I didn't have that. Right. It wasn't in his wheelhouse. I ended up actually driving myself to Atlanta, pulling over and like 
literally, this is so gross, pooping on the side of the road because Salmonella was so aggressive because my mother, I knew, would know what to do because my dad didn't know what to do. And I got to her and she did. Her neighbor was a doctor. The doctor got me diagnosed, got me medication. It was horrible. But my dad never even thought maybe I should take her to the doctor. This is pretty bad. <laughs> so does that give you mm-hmm. any insight as to why I go butterfly patch? I'm but good. But you know, it's interesting. If that had happened to one of the girls, there'd be no question. Oh, I'd go right away to the urgent care. Yeah. No question. 100%. Yeah. It's amazing how your psyche works. It's amazing to me as much work as I've done on myself that I have run myself into the ground and off in a ditch. That's basically what happened. Yeah. I ran myself into the ground Mm -hmm. to the point where I have injured myself from not paying attention even or or demanding that I be cared for to say, this is another thing I discovered when um, this guy came and gave Bert and I these two personality tests and like value tests and that was the impetus for me starting this podcast was in that test he said i was 98 percent other focused which is actually not healthy and is a direct result of childhood trauma <clears throat> you become other focused and after he told me that i started thinking about that and i thought to myself i think that what i learned is other people's wants i view as a need but my needs i view as a want so they're optional. Yeah. So I need to go to the ER. No, 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 no. That's optional. My kid, it's not optional. Right. So I think that's what I learned and what I was taught growing up. Your needs are optional. My needs are what needs to go on. So I had been doing really well probably until September of keeping myself with my needs as needs. And then we got so busy that my needs can always go on the back. My needs go on the back. I know how to do this. I know how to put my head down and push through. This I can do. But really, I can't. No, mm-hmm. nobody can. Nobody no, can't. I can't. So I'm right back. I'm just discovering this now as we're talking. I'm right back where I was when I started the podcast of 98% other focused mm-hmm. to the point where I fell busted my mouth open and ended up in the hospital overnight mm-hmm. and that's really not okay and a shame that i can't seem to learn that lesson as hard as i try that lesson's really hard for me for whatever reason maybe well, I, I don't i think it's hard for a lot of people i know for me you know changing my life and the way i feel about myself took years of like you know constantly analyzing my thoughts and my behaviors and my feelings and you know I had to kind of change the thought pattern Mm -hmm. and then change the behavior change the behavior change the thoughts change the thought change the behavior and then eventually I started to feel a little bit different Mm -hmm. and um, I know for me I I have to take care of myself because otherwise I'm but I'm in a much different position I don't have you know this menagerie of things going on right but even you know as a single person it's like you still could at work it's all encompassing i just go on and on and on and on not do anything for myself but i think it's the same for you too you Mm -hmm. you're scheduled packed yeah your schedule is packed sandy you're always run 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 run. i think this pandemic has actually taught me it's like slow down it has been really nice to just 
kind of slow down and take things easy. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I've looked back and say, wow, you know what? There's a lot of things I could work on and just kind of slowing down. We do not need to be running, running, running constant. Mm-hmm. It's Tom's home now. So he takes a lot, you know, like half the load. I mean, he does a lot. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He does. And so I could only imagine for you, you had no break on this pandemic. You no. just You actually did more on yes. this. So That's right. it just, you know, everybody had a break. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you did. No, I don't think I did either. I think this pandemic for me was actually great. I mean, in a way, because I got Tom home mm-hmm. and then I get to like actually enjoy the girls. Yeah. Right. And not having to run them to places, this and that all yeah. over. So I've taken the time to kind of, you know, and I'm I'm way better taking care of myself than you. Yeah. Yes, you are. I mean, you get massages. Yes, you yeah. like no, go on. You know, you I sit do. down, have I a glass of wine, you yes. take a break. I take a break, and I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. And Tom would say, "Hey, you need something?" Yes, I do. Yeah. Can you yeah. make dinner tonight? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay delegating. Yeah. And which I was telling Leanne, she's not. No. I said it's okay. Just say, go ahead, you do that. Hey, yeah. why don't you ask? Hey, Bert, can you do this for me? Well, the problem mm-hmm. with yeah. Bert is. <laughs> Bert is the I do ask. Mm-hmm. He's very unreliable. So then I stop relying. Mm-hmm. Then I go, I- I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to do it myself. Because I do ask. And he asks me to ask. Yes. And he wants to be that person who goes, yes, and I will do it right now. And he just is not that guy. Yeah. So then like, stupid as can you take out the trash I use this example all the time I almost never ask him to do that it's just the most the one that pops in my head yes I am going to get my phone and then I'll be right back to take the trash out never comes back he doesn't follow through he just doesn't think yes sir he just his brain is on to something else and he doesn't do it because he's a dick he does it because his brain is on to something else and I will say hey dude Garbage. Could you do the garbage? Just stop what you're doing right now and do the garbage. I got to just post this one thing. And then as soon as I post it on Instagram and then a phone call comes in and now I've lost him again. That happens with everything. Everything. I, I get what I get with him. He loves to cook. That's a positive. So most days he'll cook dinner if he's home and I don't have to ask him. And he usually doesn't like what I cook and complains about it anyway. So win-win. That's one thing he does take off my plate. That's good. But, you know, and like if I'm making the bed now in the pandemic, we don't have anybody helping us clean. He'll stop and help me. But if I said, hey, could you go make the bed? It would never happen. He'll always stop and help me if he sees that I'm in the middle of something. But that's very different than offloading, Mm -hmm. than saying, hey, can you do this? And like I was saying to Kat earlier, he was so panicked in the pandemic only one person, me, did all the shopping. So I did, like, he would go to the grocery store in the past and buy all our groceries. He loves to grocery shop. That stopped. You probably saved a lot of money. We did save a lot of money. <laughs> that is accurate. And my refrigerator was not as packed sometimes. But that's something else that was, that became my responsibility. Every morsel of food in the house, I got. 
So, of course, I Instacart some things, but some things you have to, I mean, I don't want to Instacart a piece of fish. Yeah. I want to go to the store and, and choose that yeah. piece of fish. Yeah. You know, I can Instacart Cheerios all yeah. day long, yeah. but still had to go to the store. If the car needed service, that'd be me. And, you know, he's home and he's working, but I don't get what you get with Tom. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. It's not in his wheelhouse. Oh, we know. <laughs> I know you know. Like Havasu, was that an eye open for you? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is... <laughs> His one job is to cook because Tom is running around getting all the supplies, getting a portable AC, trying to get the cooling, the RV. Tom worked his ass off. And um, so the one thing he has to do is cook. So the meats are already marinated and he has to figure out what, you know, device to use to cook. So we, the barbecue, the guy showed me and Leanne, this is the barbecue you can use. There's two grills and this is the table for this grill. And then uh, we show it to Bert and he said, no, how could this, it doesn't fit on this table. So we're going to put it on the ground, but it doesn't reach the propane. So how are we going to, we have to attach it to the, <sighs> Bert's the like, RV. We got to screw, screw this bracket right. onto the side of the and RV. We're and like, I was like, no. Oh. And we're sitting there. He's like, it just doesn't work. Should we just order pizza? I mean, <laughs> should we just, you know, I mean, Postmate pizza? We're like we're camping, dude. And he's like, how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? It's too hot. It's too hot. So we're you trying to work think. out. So with the three of us sitting there, standing the guy, there, I kept going. The guy showed me this. this. It was a stand. It wasn't a table. It was like it looked like a, a luggage stand. Right. That so it was there was no solid piece. It was like two big pieces of metal. Right. And then we like, tried this, this way. We tried this way and this way. And then Tom's on the phone. He comes over <laughs> watching the three idiots. here, guys. <laughs> so we. we I, we don't know how to do this. And without even hesitating. He just did it. No, he just put the leg down, leg down, dump. And Bert is like looking at him. Can you just make it a little bit easier so I don't look like a complete dick? <laughs> like, I mean, just like a little bit, like make it like struggle a little bit. He just went in, doom, doom, this. And he walks away. And we're all still standing. on the phone call, wasn't yes. he? Yes. He just went goo, 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 and put it on the stand. He just has that brain. He Tom. does have oh, that yeah. brain. He has that brain. The generator wasn't working, oh, right? Yeah. So we, we had no AC. <laughs> so he goes to Lowe's or wherever and buys a portable AC that we hook up in the passenger seat of the RV and hose it out the side window and and we cut up a big Doritos case box to seal off the window. Yeah. So we have AC because we're yeah. like, we, this AC is not enough. It was 180 in like have soup. So then the generator keeps turning off, right? And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so Tom, Bert's like, I don't know what's going on. This is after when we were unplugging, we were about to drive again. And driving without AC, as we experienced before, was not super pleasant. Except for me with the driver, I had plenty of AC, but... So Tom goes around to the generator and he goes, starts futzing around with it. And he comes back in and he goes, it has no oil. And we're like, perfect. And Bert was like, that was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. That was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Tom goes over there. He just, he just fucking figures it out. And then Tom goes, well, this is what I did. I went, hmm, is it getting air? Is the air filter clogged? No. Okay. Is it getting, um, uh, is it igniting? Yes. Okay. That's working. Well, let's check the oil. Oh, there's no oil. That's got to be the problem. Fixed it. Go buy oil. And Bert was like, your fucking brain. How did you even do that? <laughs> he has that brain. Your brain. 
Uh, uh, He's like, never. I'm having a man crush. I think Tom's so sexy. <laughs> Do you figure out that? But wow. see now, if I had done that, he oh. would have told me, "You're cutting my balls off. You're totally <laughs> emasculating me in front of Sandy and Tom. Stop doing that." If I pick up a tool in front of someone else, he says, "Stop doing that. You're emasculating me. Do you really need to show everybody you know so much about tools?" And I'm like, "Dude, go for it." You take the tool and show me you know more than me. I don't give a shit. I just want to hammer the thing back in the wall. That's all I want is to get it done. Yeah. He's such a pain, that guy. No, we're trying to... And he and I are really kind of similar because I'm not very good with this stuff. And there was like one time we couldn't figure out how to turn the shit on. Like, well, how come it's not turning on? Fucking, it's not turning on. And then Tom comes in. What's the problem? (laughs) We're like, it's not turning on. He's like, the fucking power's off, you dumb shit. <laughs> and then we're like, dumb shit. It's like a first, like, let's have another beer. <laughs> it's really, he just calls us dumb shit. There were two teams th- on this trip. Uh, there was, were two teams. Because Leanne was busy driving. I was like, either driving. driving. You and Tom doing everything. Yeah, yeah Tom and had to take a call. You and Bert yes. drinking and like. Yeah, couldn't even turn the power on. Couldn't and even try to manage the refrigerator. Cooked, which I was grateful for. I'm not a great cook. I'm an excellent maker of desserts, but I'm not a great general cook. I'm really not. I don't enjoy it. I'm not curious about it. I don't really care, but I like to eat good food. I just don't really care enough to figure it out. I'd much rather order it or go to her house. So I I don't. (laughs) Sandy's a very good An amazing cook. cook. And And so is Tom. And so Mm -hmm. is Bert. Yeah. So I go, I have a great cook. He's just not here every day. So I was grateful. But yeah, Tom did... Tom has that kind of brain, though. I mean, he really, yes. really, you imagine working with him. He makes everybody look stupid. He made us look really stupid. He makes everybody look stupid. I mean, there stupid. was like, there's points where like, oh, shit, I guess we're dumb. No, he, dumb. he does. He, I he mean, makes, he just comes in and it's like, boom, boom, boom. I mean, we how long did we kind of mess around with that fucking table for the grill? Oh my god, forever! I mean, we're we like were this like way. Three. We're like this way. We can't fit this way. It won't fit this way. Then, we were like three Cro-Magnon people <laughs> trying to figure out fire, and he comes in and goes, "Chick, chick, done." That's what it was. We were like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> "It's the heat." We're like, we're like, we're like, it's the heat. It was too hot to think. It's too hot to and think. And I'm adamantly yelling. I guess I yell when I don't know I'm yelling. Yeah. You, you are so defensive. You're like, this is what he told me to do. He told this me this me to one. Do. This was the one. What do you want from me? It's definitely not that one. The other one is round. They don't fit. This is it. At that point, too, Bird had been really shitty to me all day. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then oh, yes. as soon as we got the grill going, he pulled me aside and said, I'm having so much anxiety on this trip and I've taken it out on you and I'm really sorry. So I At think that acknowledges time, it. By the time we got to the grill stand, I had had all I needed of the day. <laughs> I had had all I needed of the day. And so thankfully, he was like, yeah, maybe I'm being a dick. Maybe I should apologize to my wife. You don't ever tell him you're being a dick? Uh, sometimes, yeah. But it doesn't usually work. So I have that to wait till he figures it out. Yeah. Yes. He gets really defensive. You guys have a lot of patience, both of you. You have so much patience. I have a lot of patience. Sandy does. You do too. You have a lot. Sandy has a lot of patience. Sandy has a lot of kindness. I think you approach things from a very kind point of view and a a want to understand and not react. Well, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) This one time 
We were in Atlanta. Oh. In, well, not even Atlanta. We were in Fayetteville or Peachtree City or some shithole. Sorry if you live in Fayetteville. It's just not my cup of tea. And that we were moving, and I, I come, I pull up, and she I saw see a Sandy <laughs> and this moving guy, and she's screaming at the top of her lungs, get the fuck out of here. Your face is butt ugly, and I never want to fucking see it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. What yeah, is happening? she saw the side of me. And so- she's like, you're fucking useless. You suck. And you're ugly. Oh, and my you're God. Stupid. And was, you smell bad. Oh, I my was like, God. what is happening? That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I, I was so that. upset with him. Yeah. Like, if something really triggers me to the point, I can get really nasty. How funny. To the point, I'm like, I'm going to fucking take a picture. He's like, don't. I said, I said. <laughs> Believe me, I don't want to break my fucking camera, but I need to document this. I'm going to send it to your fucking boss. And you're going to get fired and you're going to be dumb. You are a dumb piece of shit. Oh, my God. I was like, get was, the fuck out of here. What did he do? He some, some, I don't remember. It he wasn't, was late. Uh, I mean, not, not just any, because he, he was. Just had a bad, he was really rude. Was really he was rude. really rude. And then, um, uh, yeah, he was a mover. But he was late and he just would not. I pay for his move, but he would like. Here, I'm not unwrapping I'm this and I'm not moving this because I'm late for my appointment. Yeah, something but like that. But he was late something coming ridiculous. here. So he left all the shit. I'm like, no, you're moving in. You're moving the shit in. He was just trying to take advantage because yeah. I'm a woman. Yeah. And there was no one there. Me and the, my two He was kids. like a, yeah. an Eastern European guy, I think. Yes. Yeah, and he was just like looking at lowly women. I mean, he was just that guy, you know. He was just a misogynistic guy. But... You know, but she saw the side. I of saw me. it. I was and like, she's like, oh wow. shit, I'm never gonna mess with you. <laughs> wow, because yeah, I mean, I can be really intense. Oh yeah, I can be really intense, but <laughs> that was a shocker. <laughs> but you don't get like that. Oh I yes, I have. I haven't in a long time. But like when I got mugged in New York City, I beat the guy up. <laughs> I beat him up. I got. I beat him to the ground. <laughs> And at the time, I weighed 110 pounds, and I was cursing. I was like, you fucking piece of shit. Take my money. And got his hand and, and like, rigged his hand around and just started hitting him with my forearm and got him completely on the ground. And then the second guy who mugged me, mugged me at gunshot, at gun at gunpoint. And when he, he showed me his gun, I went, you are a fucking useless human being. I work for my money. I work for my money. <laughs> I don't walk the streets at 5 a.m. and take people's fucking money. And I took it out of my purse and threw it at him. I walked around the corner to the police station, got in a police car, drove around the corner and had him arrested. I was like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Don't take my money. Five o'clock in the morning, I'm going to wait tables. You take my money. So and the, the police was like, don't ever do that again. Yeah, but that's probably um, he probably just didn't know what to do with you. Yeah, because you just I did it with both times. Yeah, no, I'd be just like, here, take the money. I, no, yeah, I was no. I was like, I worked so fucking hard for this money. I'm taking a bus for 30 minutes at <laughs> five in the morning. And you're going to take my goddamn money? Yeah, no, that sucks. For what? To go drink something? I was talking all kinds of shit to that guy. And I was backing him up. I was like physically backing him up while I was digging in my purse. So, yeah, I have it. But I don't need to use it much. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe you do. Then that way you think don't... I need to use it with Bert? No, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But you are the rock. Like, yeah, the, I yeah, mean, and for that, the yeah. family yeah. to the thing, and then when you like the rock, sometimes needs a little bit of rest too. Well, to, like shades. You you're know, not you the need Iron somebody, Lady. 
Yeah, you're not, you know. You know, know, Mikkel said something to me one time. I forgot something. We'd all left, and I forgot something in the pit and had to go back. And we started chit-chatting about something, and he was with another client, so the three of us were talking. And I don't know how this came up, but he said to me, you know, Leanne, you are the vessel. Most people are just passengers, but you're the vessel. That's why everybody depends on you. So you got to know that God made you a vessel. You came here a vessel and everything in your life has led you to be that vessel over and over again. Doesn't mean the vessel doesn't need caring for, but you have to know your role in life from everything you've told me from the beginning has been that of a vessel. Vessels sometimes need more care in a different way than a passenger. So you have to just watch that. Mm -hmm. And this morning, I remembered, I hadn't thought about that. I remember that. I was like, ah, the ship hit an iceberg on Friday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I now need to go in for some serious repairs. (laughs) Because he's right. I am the vessel. I Mm -hmm. was the vessel for my parents. I was husband. I was my parents' keepers starting at age four. Mm -hmm. So I've that's all I know how to be. I don't really know how to be a passenger. So for someone like Sandy to show up and say, you need to ask for help, that is really foreign to me. I don't really know how to do that. I think I fake it sometimes and really try to know how to do that, but I don't think I really know how. I think I know how to be a vessel. What I think I need to learn is how to better care for that vessel, as to how to say, she needs to go in the dock for like oh, a, you could be day. a passenger sometimes. It's yeah. like, hey, I just don't know, know that I know how to do that. But That's tiny just, baby steps. So maybe, yeah. you know, the vessel needs to go in for maintenance. Yes. You know what I mean? Get patched up. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I need. You I are, yeah, we need you to come back as a vessel. Because yeah. Bert Kreischer has oh fucking called me. Psycho called me. <laughs> I can only in imagine. The emergency room. Oh, psycho calling you? Oh, my God. I apologize no, for that. No, I said, you need to stay calm. She's like, she's going to be okay, right? She's going to be okay, right? So I said, like, yes, she's going to be okay, but I'm not the doctor. She's she's going to be okay, right? Because, I, I, what, what, I mean, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I mean, what am I going to do? You, 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 I'm going to move in with you. I mean, I'm gonna, I, 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 I mean, <laughs> you you're, you're looking at a, your new roommate. Oh my bird! Calm down. There's nothing wrong. But once with again, her. that's all about him. Yeah, this is affecting me. I'm moving in with you, so yeah. you can oh, take yeah, care yeah, of yeah, me. Yeah. Like, well, well, what am I gonna do? What? What? Oh, I mean, it's like calm down. He was very calm when he talked to you, and um, he was very good when he talked to me. Yes, when I said you need me, to be calm down, buddy. He called me and he said, "You don't need to think about anything. Yeah, I will handle the kids." I will handle the dogs. I will handle getting you pajamas. And I'm thinking, he's just going to call Sandy. He's just going to call <laughs> no, Sandy. No, he came he's in and called Sandy. Sandy. Georgia. I said, Georgia, you got a call from your dad. He's like, oh, sure I did. <laughs> now I'm going to, I have to be the man of the household now. He's like, Georgia, you got to step in. You got to be the man of the household. So I am being the man of the household. Whatever that means, Georgia. <laughs> Poor Georgia. And then I was like, yeah, so can I sleep over at Lily's? <laughs> I was like, really? And then I thought about it and I I had a moment with her. I fell. I went to the contractor. I worked out. And then I woke them up because I thought I had myself together. I didn't really have myself together. I actually didn't become emotional until I woke my kids up. Then did you lose it? I did. Yeah. I didn't expect to do that. I thought I was going to keep it together, get it all under control. I woke the kids up and I went, I hurt myself pretty bad. And Sandy... 
and Kat thinking to go to the emergency room. And Bert just called Dr. Drew, who said she needs to go right now. So I think I'm going to the emergency room. And that's when I started crying. And uh, George was like, it's okay. You're, you're doing the right thing. That's yeah. the right thing. Don't worry about anything here. I got it handled. And Isla, I could tell, just went shut down. Mm-hmm. And not shut down like, I don't love you. Yeah, I didn't know how to do. with it. I don't know it. what to do with this. Yeah. And she had two friends over. Um, and they started getting their swimsuits on to get in the pool. And I, of course, was like, yes, of course, get in the pool. You know, move on with your day. I'm going to be fine. I wanted them to know I was going to be fine and not worry about me. So Isla comes in the bathroom while I'm uh, getting ready to go. And she's just almost crying. And she's really freaked out. And I thought, okay, she's not sure what to do with herself. She, she's, Georgia kind of goes, Sandy and Kat have this handled. They've got it handled. Right, right. I can rely on them. They'll take care of it. Isla was really shaken up, much differently than Georgia was. So actually, when she said, I, I want to stay at Lily's, I thought that's probably the best for her to be with Kathy. Because um, she, uh, you and Kathy are her two other moms. So I thought being with Kathy is probably where she needs to be. So... Let her stay. What's she going to do? Sit at home and dwell on it and worry? Let her be distracted. I'm okay. She needs to be the man of the household. <laughs> Georgia was the man. <laughs> There's only room for one man because then she'd be emasculating Georgia, right? <laughs> if she took over the man also. Wasn't Georgia like, can I still go to my friend's house? Yes. <laughs> Georgia also had a swim party here. And as soon as Annie pulled up in the driveway, they scattered like cockroaches. So who knows what the hell was going on? We saw it over here. Yeah, we we didn't want to say anything to upset you. Oh, I but knew. I saw it like all these kids on bicycles. I was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, she's not gonna put her party on hold for too long. No, she asked me before I went to the ER. Does this mean I can't go to my friends? Yeah, you told me. And that. Bert was like, "Put her on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> put her on the phone." Go in your room and close the door. And he like read her the riot act. And I was like, what's she going to do? Sit here? She's going to sit here in the house? Let her go to her friend's house. Well, we're seven hours in the emergency room. I know, right? Yeah. That was crazy. It was crazy. The whole thing was crazy. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm... I'm glad glad that you're okay. You don't have any visible scars. And that you are contemplating taking the vessel to the dock every now and then and letting it, you know, get patched up. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I guess for me, it's a really hard lesson to learn. So I've been trying to learn this lesson for 50 years or at least 46 since I was four. Um, And I'm having a hard time with it. Every time I think I'm learning, something happens where I learn that I'm not learning. So, yeah, whatever your thing is in life that your detriment, it always comes up and you're, you know, you can go years without it surfacing, but it will always surface and you'll be always forced to take a look at it. Whether or not it, yeah. you deal with it is another thing. Right. But it doesn't go away. Right. It's always there. Yes. And it gets true. worse. It festers, right? So. Yes. It did for me. Well, I can say this. I have amazing friends. The two of your amazing friends. Kathy's great friend, Lynn is great. Fr- I have great friends. And so many people sent me flowers, brought me cookies. Not that I can really eat cookies, but you made me congee. 
It was so great. I felt very cared for. So the vessel felt a little polished up, <laughs> even if there's a little hole in the side. And I really want to thank you, Sandy, for coming over Sunday, because I don't think I had told you that I had that conversation with myself in the ER where I thought this was exhaustion. There's nothing really wrong with me. I just mm -hmm. walked. But you basically said that to me. And I appreciate that. I want friends that tell me what they think. I don't want friends who placate me or, or you know, don't say you need to fucking go to the ER mm -hmm. and then show up two days later and say, you're not taking care of yourself. And that is the problem. I really appreciate that. You're the only person who said that to me, except, well, you said that to me, I think too, but um, one of George's friends, moms, who's a new friend, sent me flowers and I didn't tell her any details of what was going on. And when I called her yesterday, she said to me, you know, this is from exhaustion. And you know, this is because you're not taking care of yourself. And you know, and I was like, God damn it. I got, I got it, it loud and clear. I got it. It's coming from eight areas, except this new information that Laylee has brought forward that someone pushed me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. So I had to put that in the mix too. Shit, man. Uh, so God. I appreciate everything you did for me on that day, after the day, for your honesty. I, it really means a lot to me that you're honest with me uh, in saying, no, you fucking have to go. And that you stayed with me all day, Kat. I kept going, go home. You don't yeah, need to I sit know. here. Like, go I felt I so never bad. leave anybody in the emergency room. I know Tom was like, just leave her there. And then I'm like, well, that's what you would do. He did that in London, yeah, London remember? We were in the emergency room in London with Kylie had a broken arm or mm -hmm. no, the foot. Her and leg thing, yeah. Sandy's the same way. You, you don't have to stay. You can go. I'm like, I'm not leaving you here. I would never leave anybody. Foreign but would, English yeah. people. Never let, I would never want anybody to be there all day long either. I know, know, but I. it's, you know, for me, I'm not. Like, I don't have a bleeding face or, a, you know, an injured child. It's like, you need people with yeah, you. Yeah, you do. You, you really need something do to need lean on. someone with you because when you're on your own there, it's, I, I know we can all handle it because we're yes. capable women, but it's just, it's just a comfort. Yeah. It just really is important. It's very foreign to me. It's not something that would ever occur to me that I would need because my needs or wants, right? I don't really think yeah. like that. I don't think about what I need. That's why Bert, sweet Bert says for your 50th, I want to get you a piece of jewelry. He is traumatized by the fact that he bought me a gold velour <laughs> tracksuit. <laughs> As he should be. Valentine's Day. He should be. He feels that now I am the most and, you ungrateful know, and Tom and person. I make fun of him. Like, oh, it, it was so awful. much. It was, you told me about it. The stir of the pot over there. Oh, Sandy, yeah. It was Made good. my night a living hell after that night. He was you like, told me about the velour tracksuit. It, I, like, it's the wrong color for me. It's velour. It, <laughs> <laughs> color or not, it's velour. <laughs> I could have swung like maybe black velour. I don't know, but I what I asked for was basically I have this tracksuit that I love that I live in when it's cold but they have a different varieties like it's gray so get me a black one or get me a light gray one it has stripes around the ankle get me one with stripe down the side I wanted the same thing but a different variation and he just went to the most expensive thing they sold which is what he does the most expensive thing they sold is a velour <laughs> tracksuit so he bought me the best which is amazing that he wants to give me the best. Oh, yeah. And he like, he goes, this was his thought process. It's the most expensive thing they have. 
It's the best thing they sell. And she looks great in gold jewelry. And I went, I went, but baby, gold jewelry is a touch of a color. <laughs> this is a fucking tracksuit. The whole thing is gold. That's a completely different. And he can't even hear it. Fine. I'm just never buying you anything again. So he called me about my 50th and he said, I want to send this lady who has jewelry. She works with the jeweler to get you a nice piece of jewelry for your 50th birthday. Oh, and you're not, um, I got a text from him. You're not allowed to ask the price. I'm sure. You're I not allowed that. that. And I asked him for the budget. I'm like, that's great. So we get two pieces, <laughs> one for me and one for you. <laughs> Three pieces. Three pieces like for the day. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that should be enough. <laughs> Uh, so this stuff makes me so anxious because of that same piece, I'm sure, to go at my needs or wants to actually think that I should have a fancy piece of jewelry is just asinine to me. So, makes yeah, me so tomorrow, uncomfortable. you're not allowed. If something you like, but I that's mean, it. Leanne, that's really interesting. Can't you just look at it as a thing, thing of beauty, like an, a beautiful object? Because that's what I do when when I I mean obviously I love jewelry but and I always look at it as a as a beautiful object. I do on other people. I just don't do it on me. Yeah, it's, that's why he said please don't let her uh, look at the price and don't ask for the price. Just something that she likes. Yeah, but I, I, I that's great because I think <laughs> we can really look and try and find some stuff that looks really good, that feels good, that you can enjoy wearing. Yes. Because you wear jewelry. I do wear jewelry. Yeah. Most of it uh, were gifts or something someone bought for me um, or as total costume. Like I bought these at a fundraiser. Well, of course, because it's a fundraiser. You know, um, of course I'm going to buy something that's for school. But I just have a really hard time caring for myself or rewarding myself mm. or or yeah doing anything Shit, like that I'm the polar opposite <laughs> but that's I why mean, I called you you see I, know, I needed help <laughs> I called you and said will you come please help me do this yeah, because no, I'm it, going to say I don't want anything no Take we're going to have fun yeah, we're, we're going to find some really beautiful pieces and hopefully she brings some good stuff I'm sure she will we'll see I hope so she did this ring so that's pretty nice my. The, the, yeah, it's very nice. Very, so, very nice. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. But anyway, thank you very much for everything you did during this accident, for your friendship, for Drop Squad. Yeah, Drop which Squad's is super cool, isn't it? It's amazing. turned into something great. It's turned into something really powerful. You know, I have to tell you, Sherry and Bia and Susan have been going to him for years, and they tell me those stories. I'm like, I'm never going to that guy. He sounds like an asshole. <laughs> and then the... The window opened up and Sherry's like, do you want to come with me? I'm like, that guy's an asshole. She's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I went and then I, I was I was sold. Yeah. And then Sandy with her frozen shoulder. <laughs> right? She was walking around like a cripple. She side. was. She and kept I, leaning against the doorway and going like this. <laughs> this. She was like a zombie. Her. <sighs> she, Tom was yelling at her. Yeah. She's like, oh, at least I'm trying. They're fighting over it. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, then I asked Mikel, I'm like, my really good girlfriend she has a frozen shoulder do you think you can fix it and he's so picky you yeah. know about who he takes on he's so picky and well like, don't how, say anything how just well, do whatever he how says how well do you know her i'm like she's really a good friend because by that time we'd bonded yeah. she's really a good friend i don't know I'll, I'll i'll assess her and then of course he loved her right away of course and then sandy said you know leanne wants to join 
do you think you can ask him? And I'm I like, yeah, said, I got to wait, wait for, for the, the right time. time. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, I have this good girlfriend. I think you're really going to like her because she's from the South. <laughs> she's country. You're going to. You know, he's from yeah, yeah. We Atlanta. keep saying he's from Georgia, Louisiana. And then she's, oh. he keeps saying, "Why do you guys keep saying she's country?" I said, "Well, she's country." <laughs> What's That's my why nickname? He's calling country. country. What's my nickname? He calls me country. I didn't even I, think you knew my name. I knew immediately you guys would bond immediately. Yeah, I think that uh, he is some kind of soulmate of mine. I we yeah. speak the same language. Yeah, you do, and uh, you do. I love that guy. Yeah, every single piece of him. I feel like uh, the he's the preacher, and I've the, the, I've he's been a very spiritual guy. He, he is, really is, very, and he's very insightful. I mean, sometimes yeah. he goes on his tangents, yes, but he's <laughs> yes. very insightful. He knows, like, he can say something. You know, he said some stuff to me while I'm working out, and like, and that's why you're still single. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> and I think about it, I'm like, he's probably right. He actually. is right. Yeah, he's he's an amazing person. And yeah, he really is a special person. He is. He really is. He's changed my life. My body is completely different. I mean, you're he, a totally different He does different care. Even yeah, he though does. he doesn't think that he does, he's like really oh, hard I know on he us. Does. No. But he cares. Yeah. He cares he very a, much. Yes. I mean, you guys, your bodies have changed. So oh, my, yeah. Mine, not so much. But you guys have, I mean, s- both of you, you mm-hmm. look completely different. My body is a completely different. You've lost yes. so much weight. I've only lost twenty pounds, which only, only well, twenty is a lot. Shit. You're like five foot three. I mean, come on, that's a I'm lot. I'm five of- four, cat. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, you're a giant. <laughs> no, no, my what's what's really crazy is I've lost twenty pounds in the past, but clothes didn't fit me like they do. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So it's not the same. It's not the same. My my legs don't even look like my legs yeah. anymore. They look totally Sandy, different. Sandy, you look amazing. You do amazing. with your little half top. You, totally you look like you have the body of, of a thirty year old. You a uh, thirty really? for sure. Really, I mean, you, you look, look amazing. amazing. No, I mean, I wear crop tops all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> crop tops and booty shorts. Yeah, you wear crop tops and shorts. You're. Like, yeah. I mean, I can't do that, but because I'm the lazy one, right? Because I'm the one who loves to eat and I don't follow the diet and I don't give a shit. And but you know, you can <laughs> really? tell because I still got some vavavoom on me. But whatever. You got to well, take the. I haven't the been seat. spot on with my diet, which is what he started to say. Maybe this happened because you haven't been spot on with your diet. Oh, I, when he said today, when he's like, I got to ask happened. everybody a question. Are I you know, a right. talker or are you a listener? Oh, Jesus. And I thought he was going to ask us, go around and ask about oh, our I, weight. I, yeah, I, just, I was like, oh, shit. I wasn't even going to get into that. I wasn't even going to get No, I wasn't going to answer that either. I did. I stupidly. I know you did. My you walked into the bear trap. Because I knew he was talking about me. Because he, he thought I looked at the screen. I couldn't even fucking see him. But he wasn't. I know. He wasn't. But he, he wasn't was talking about Cherie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sherry. He is so hard he on her. So he is hard. so hard you on her. Should, he's even harder on Bia and Susan, though. But... You know, beer, they, they're they combative with him. I'm doing it. Come on, man. I'm doing it. It's because they they're just, older. They, he they're older and they that. just, you know, and he's really hard on them. I mean, you think he's that hard on those tubs? Not I mean, at all. He's not hard on the tubs at all. I know. But why not? Exactly. They must be paying him a buttload of money. That's all I could I mean, think when of. they text him, it's like, yeah, make it double, double <laughs> with fries. <laughs> <laughs> They accidentally Oops. texted him. Yes, she told me that. I was oh like, whoa. God. You think, like, I mean, so I think last time they probably, it was them 
remember he said that they keep closing the um the screen on him because he said hey you can close all you want you're still fat <laughs> and then they close it like, yeah close it again and open up and when you open up the screen you're still fat you're still fat he's so mean but you know we're the apart from the olympiads that train there we're the only ones that actually yeah. do do the thing you yeah. know that we're not gaining weight no um, but he's got all those other women that come in, you know. They make no just, change at all. That must no. be really frustrating. It's like a therapist yeah. who has the yeah. same person complaining yeah. about the same thing, no yeah. movement. That would drive me crazy. Yeah. He must, well, he says to us, he really looks forward to the hour because yeah. we do the work. Yeah. And it's clear in everybody's body. Mm-hmm. It's clear in your body too, Kat. It's, it's clear. It, thank you. That you it's work out. hard. It's very hard. I mean, my whole body hurts today because I haven't worked yes, out for a month, have, right? And then two, and days, we in two days in a row. Really- and I'm like, you know, what the... F- it was life-changing for me. And I want to have the three of us and Mikkel on the podcast to talk about it because I think... You know, the the cool thing about Mikkel is, to me anyway, is he is very insightful and almost intu- intuitive. Yeah. Yes, and he, he is. That's what makes him really good. honest. Yeah. So, and what people don't, people don't like hearing the truth. Yeah. It's not pleasant to hear the truth. Yeah. It's, it sucks sometimes. And he, he has no problem just taking you to task on things. And I think that's what you have to do in life, mentally, emotionally, in every way, to affect change, is you have to really take yourself to task on something and go, like, I freaking took myself to task and went, okay, I'm going to reassess everything and rebalance things, start my podcast, do more for myself, and all of a sudden now, I've drifted off the road. So I have to now that this has happened take myself to task again and look at every single thing like you were thinking before my thought and my behavior my behavior my thought well i'd gotten lazy and gotten back into my old ways well now i gotta go back and i think he's really good at saying this is not the path you need to be on this path and people choose not to walk Mm -hmm. it like the tubs who shut the screen if that's who (laughs) actually shut the screen it has to be the tubs i mean i i those guys are like crazy how are they comfortable in their body you know the reason i really wanted to see mikhail well two reasons one was i had this back injury and the chiropractor said i've taken you as far as i can from here on out you have to build muscle this is all muscular i can keep adjusting you but it's not going to stay in place because your muscles surrounding that joint are not strong enough so you need to work out. So mm-hmm. I'd started doing beach body and I was like, I'm working out. I'm doing my core. I was in pain every fucking day, every day. So I was like, I'm not working out the right way. And I don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. And then the other reason was I was losing so much strength. I was clearly 20 pounds overweight, but I was losing so much physical strength for doing stupid stuff like standing up at the dryer. I'd be like, God, that took everything out of me just to stand up from squatting down. I'm only 50. This should not be how I feel. I don't want this to be. If it's this way now, what am I going to be like at 60? I can't do this. I don't want this to be who I am. So I can't thank you enough for getting me in there because I know you had to wait for the moment. Yeah, he's really busy. But no, I really, I really. I know enjoy now. It. I feel bad asking him for the eight o'clock, but he's going to make it fine. work for us. He'll be fine. He'll, He'll figure be fine. it out. Yeah, and if you he know, can't, he, can't he, won't. he won't. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's. 
He does like is. us. I think we ha- we have fun together. Yeah, maybe we talk he a does. lot of shit. He does. He does. I mean, you know, he Marsha was the the first woman from our group that found him, and she's been with him. I don't know a long time, and she's in Sherry's age group. She's maybe seventy. She has the body of a thirty five year old. Oh my god. But she stopped going to him. Why? And it really hurt his feelings. She just said, "Oh, it just doesn't work for me anymore. I'm doing huh. Pilates and this, that, and the other." And he, he basically built her, you yeah. know, into this amazing shape over the years. And you know, he was very, very upset. So he does take it personally. He really does care. And more than that, he's an amazing trainer. Yeah. His correction. Mm-hmm. I mean, even on the Zoom, he can see mm-hmm. the slightest thing that you're doing mm-hmm. that would cause you pain. Mm-hmm. He makes corrections. He knows exactly what to do. He's an expert in his field. Yeah, he really sure. is. He is he an really expert. Is. I don't know why he doesn't hasn't blown up somehow. Maybe he just doesn't have any Because more time. he's an actor. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. That's yeah. that's his true passion is acting. I mean, I think he could have done like been a beach body star and made millions, mm-hmm. but that's not what he wants to do. That's really not what he wants to do. He likes yeah. doing movies, which is a shit show. If I could do my life again, I wouldn't be doing movies, that's for sure. Yeah. It's a tough hang. <sighs> Trust me. It's a tough hang. Yeah, it is. Even to be on the side and support yeah it's really hard it's really hard yeah it's a really hard job and it's exhausting but you know well thanks for talking about this thanks for inviting us podcast yes thank you sandy people constantly ask me to have sandy on and i'm like i don't want to waste her time and just talk about nothing she is she's like famous she's like call my people she's yeah your people call my people schedule Well, thanks for talking. Thanks for being such great friends. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Yes, it'll be fun. Shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. I'm really looking forward to it.